Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Inspired by the rich cultures and the music of the Caribbean and Latin America, the hustle and bustle of New York and the glamour of Los Angeles, Luna Magic is a beauty and lifestyle brand founded by sisters Mabel Isaira Frias. Keep listening for more. Hi everyone and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable & Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable & Main has been an incredible journey so far, and I decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's a delight to introduce you our guest for today, Mabel E. Saira. Mabeli and Saira are the founders of Luna Magic, a vibrant beauty and lifestyle brand that celebrates their multicultural heritage and mutual love for the makeup, music and energy of the Latin culture. With Mabel's corporate background in digital strategy and e-commerce, working for the likes of Nordstrom and Savage Fenty, and Saira's beauty school training and background in broadcast journalism, the Frias sisters combine their talents to craft luxurious, highly pigmented and curated makeup. You might also remember them from Shark Tank, because that's where I also discovered them. And with their success in retail and studied approach, Luna Magic is truly drawing a huge audience with its fun brand and dynamic resonating with fans across the globe, including Cardi B. And I love, love, love that it's a sibling-founded brand, just like Fable and Main, which can provide challenges, but ultimately can also make you stand out from everyone else too. So... Saira, Mabel, thank you so much for being with me today. So beautifully said. We need to copy and paste and put it on our website. Yes. <laughs> so what people might not realize, we've actually already met. I mean, um, we've met in LA twice. Uh, you guys were so supportive. You also came to our Fable and Main pop-up event. So for me, like you really, you both really live the DNA of the mission behind this, which is collaboration of a competition. So I just want to put that out first because truly it meant a lot seeing you guys there and you guys bought products. I mean, I mean, you guys are the best. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's easy. And the candle is my favorite. Oh, no, you're, you're the best truly. Um, But I asked, you know, everyone the question and maybe I'll I'll first ask Mabel and then later um, Saira, we can ask you, but who in a nutshell is Mabel? That's a big one straight off the... Why are you just looking sideways? <laughs> That's a great question. It's so great. Um, Mabel is curious. Mabel is um, humble. Mabel is a student of life. Ooh, Mabel love. is not perfect. And that is something that I want to put out there because we're all growing and evolving and I think sometimes as, you know, you're growing a great brand and you're moving fast, people tend to idolize founders like we're perfect. No, 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 no. I don't want to be held on that pedestal. I'm a human being having a human experience. Um, I'm very proud of myself at this phase of my life. Mabel is a visionary. Mabel is a creative 
businesswoman. And I say that because sometimes people think that business and creativity cannot coexist. And mm. I think that I love that probably the most about myself. I can allow myself to be creative, but also focused on the business results because that's what keeps, you know, the brand having longevity, us being able to keep hiring people and really driving the mission of bringing beauty to the world. So beautifully I mean, okay, Sayra, are you going to have some, uh, some comments now? <laughs> now? How are you going to follow that? So the question is coming to you now. Tell me who you are well, in a nutshell. Well, that's going to be tough competition. She practically said a lot of things, qualities that I wanted to say, but I'll just add. Yeah. I mean, we do share a DNA, yes. so it's I okay. Know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think Saida, at her core, she is a dreamer, mm-hmm. but life taught her that being a dreamer is not enough to get to accomplish your dreams. Mm-hmm. So Saida understands that it's everything in life is steps-by-steps basis in order to accomplish your dreams. Saida is now learning how to be in the gray areas. (laughs) Um, Before Saida was black or she was white. Now I understand in this phase of my life, Saida has to be gray in order to understand the world and empathize with the world. Mm -hmm. Um, Saida is kind. Saida is... Fun and quirky. <laughs> Fun and quirky. Sassy. Of course, I didn't know that until recently. Saida is... Um, a vibe. Peculiar. peculiar. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but being peculiar or, or different, um, I think that's what makes her great and exciting. Well, you know what I love is, is like you both clearly have very similar attributes and, and obviously sharing the same blood would have that but you guys are also quite different and I know that usually complements each other to create a perfect duo and when building a brand you do need to have those differences to help each other grow and build and learn from each other so I do want to go a bit to the start of obviously when you guys um, you know growing up what was it like did you guys um, you know were you fighting or as like children or were you- I would my point of view I think I've always I was the older sister we're only 15 months apart but I would like to think that I was always the problem solver I, we grew up with five cousins and anytime there was like a fight or something going wrong, they would come to me to fix it. So I was always in a way a fixer or, or I remember my cousin once had an issue with some young man and they were like in a fight in the playground. And then he comes into my math class, Mabel, Mabel, I'm in trouble. And I politely told my teacher, um, can I get a bathroom break? I didn't tell her why. And then in this bathroom break, I run to the playground and I said, do you guys really have to do this? Like, so I've, I've always played this kind of like diplomat role, I, w- I would say, in our childhood. And I've always been fiercely protective of my sister. Um, I think mm-hmm. now that she, uh, I've never really thought about you being a dreamer, but that's actually true. So I've always felt like this, I've always had to protect her and do, you know, what do you agree? Like, I always feel like I like, you know, we're very fiercely protective of one another. Yeah. Because in some areas of my life, I'm like, whatever. And she's like, no, and she protects me. Does that make yeah. sense? Because we're both dreamers in different ways. Exactly. Um, so I, I would say that there was a lot of collaboration when we were growing up because we both knew, despite our upbringings, that we wanted more for ourselves. We always mm. knew that we want. We we came from a family of strong women, um, so we knew that like we were going to forge our own paths. That we were going to read. To us, the American dream is alive and well. Like you know, we are mm-hmm. children of immigrant parents, so we always had this drive. I, I've always had this drive, and my sister has always had the same drive. But it's it's beautiful to see how it's manifested in different ways. But I think that the DNA of like hardworking drive. Uh, you know, leading with kindness is definitely what brings us together. Yeah, and if I may add as well, um, I think we're a great ping pong team. Mm-hmm. We take Love turns. That. Correct. Sometimes she has to be the, you know, tough, tough. cup, and <laughs> then sometimes I'm the softy. Sometimes I'm the tough cup, and sometimes she's the softy. It's like we we play a great ping pong match, and I love that because oh, love sometimes. That. You know, when you're a solo entrepreneur and I'm learning about other people that have to play both roles, it's easy for this to be a lot harder than it needs to be. Like if I didn't have my sister, I 
I mean, I don't know. I would have probably gone back to my my corporate job or something along those lines because, as you know, from building a company, there's a lot of roles and you're building the plane as you're flying it. Um, so it's really nice that we can some days. I, I'm like, I need a week off from being the bad guy. Like, can you take yeah, it all exactly. this? <laughs> but in you know, a you said it perfectly. It's that ping pong, right? You guys yes. are playing a lifetime of ping pong, um, but it's it's amazing because you can play on different different uh, like you know tables. You know, whether mm. it's growing up without the idea of business, but just enjoying life and learning and growing together. Then and now in business, obviously, how can you both grow in business, but also realize your goals as you get older, we always drift apart from everything because we, we change. We have different experiences. And, um, you know, some of us might not want to create a brand forever. Some might have another goal. And it's a really important to communicate. And I've learned that with my sister mm-hmm. now. Communication is the most important thing. So how do you, and maybe, you know, um, either one of you can answer, how do you like to best communicate with each other? Um. I feel like communication for us has been uh, a process. Yes. We had, we recently discovered that we tell each other, hey, we're not five years old. This is not a five year old sister to sister conversation. This is a business conversation. So yeah. we communicate by. In the beginning, telling each other, hey, we're not sisters. This is a business conversation. And just being yep. able to listen. I feel like I've learned how to listen instead of reacting right away. And that I learned because of my sister. And the same thing is like, sometimes I have to tell her, sister, I learned this from you. Yes, so, right. <laughs> so now listen, just, just listen to me as I try I to it. bring you know, some point across. It's true. Yeah, it's, it's funny true. because we, depending on the issue, she teaches me something and then I bring it back to her. She's like, I'm like, but you taught me this. Like you taught me to be, you know, this upfront and this vocal and, you know, and vice versa. You taught me to listen. Can you listen to me now? So it's just exactly. so interesting how back to that ping pong, it goes back and forth. Yeah. It's, it's good no, to I, see. I, I love that fact that like, it is really important if you're working with definitely siblings but you know loved one family when communicating on the business terms just setting that in like that straight away that playing field guys this like you know this is a business discussion so don't take it personally or don't react so quickly because you don't have that barrier as you would with say a typical just um, a friend or or another founder you just meet because you know as siblings, you feel you can say whatever you, without even sometimes thinking yourself. You just say what the first thing on your mind. You say what you think, and it's like exactly. And you can't get too emotional. You know, it's about it's really about playing with those emotions to their advantage, right? Using those to make you guys stand out, and why you can actually have the most trust in each other because your blood, um, mm-hmm. and that when I guess you could say leverage in the right way will make the brand even more successful i believe than any other brand because that inherent trust as founders and really mm-hmm. will propel it but i you know sometimes those different kind of uh learnings can also be it can be difficult because the team under you can also sometimes feel that pressure of like oh but they're, they're siblings or am i in the between a family fight right now or a business right. fight? Like, <laughs> We've had and sometimes so you're like guys it's all good. Trust me. Like, no, we're fine. Fine. So, so have you, um, like, like, do you guys have to find also ways to communicate with your team, right? On how your sibling dynamic works. A hundred percent. I think in the beginning, in the beginning we had to, I, t- I had yeah. to tell my sister, I had to tell her Mabel, um, when we're fight, we're fighting like five-year-olds, please let's not do it in front of the employees. Yes. Well, that and like, you know, what we have to learn is the employees are also, they understand that we're two sisters and we're both. They understand, yeah. You know, we've had to tell them, like, I had to sit one down and say, hey. And remind so them, you know. We can also be a distraction in our own company. Therefore, moving mm-hmm. forward, although this is fun and we're the same age, we need to start implementing company policies and processes just to respond so that we remain productive, right? So it's like, yeah. so now my sister and I, for example, we have our own office, right? We have discussions on our own and we we try to also now be mindful 
of them. Like, how terrible if, if you know, you come into a company, you have two bosses, not one, but two. Like, exactly. that's annoying. You know what I mean? And one is saying yin and the other one is saying yang. Yes. I have to yeah. really put myself in their shoes. I'm like, I've never been in a place where I had two bosses. And we, yeah. we've had to explain to them. It's kind of like, you guys are kids to us, but obviously you have KPIs that you have to meet. So somewhere in there yeah. between being a kid and employee, that's where you stand. Yeah. But we've had to have those honest conversations with each other, like, and hold each other accountable. Like, to, to my sister's point, she had to be like, we cannot have these types of discussions in front of employees. 100%. You know what I mean? Or, or et cetera. It, it's kind of like, you know, even going back, I love this ping pong analogy. And if I play on that a bit, it's kind of like, you know, you, you've been playing ping pong pretty much your whole lives, right? So with each other. So you guys know your dynamic. You guys know your ways of working and playing. And I think when it comes to team, you're obviously inviting them to your game. You need to make sure Basically, that they might have learned some things differently, yeah. you know? And how do you teach them and train them that you might not want to change the game. This is the game you're playing. It's ping pong. But how do they understand the dynamic? And I think that's where, yeah, communication and um, reminding um, but also in the same way, using it to an advantage. Sometimes I like the fact that it's family and it can be a little bit more, um, I guess you could say, f- fam- I say familiar in the family sense, right? It's True. very much ho- wholesome, uh, which can be good in a way, if the balance is done well. But, you know, before, because I, I want to go more into the stigma dynamic, but I also feel we should just kind of first talk about how the brand came to be so that people can put perspective into Luna Magic and what you're creating. So... Um, I don't know, maybe both of you can go first about explaining your kind of experiences and kind of education and uh, careers. And then one of you, whoever wants to then discuss how the brand came to be. So I'll, I'll leave it to you. You can do rock, paper, scissors. No, Just you can start. Yeah, do rock, start. paper, scissors. No, she can start. Okay. Can start. <laughs> I'm always trying to find a way to compete. <laughs> okay, Mabel. You take okay. the floor. Okay. <laughs> it came to be, we've been in the market for since 2019. And it really came to be, you know, when we look at beauty culture, it's very, yeah. it's a way of life. It's part of our routine, cultural DNA in the Latina community. It's just, we grew up going to JCPenney for a family photo shoot. Our mom would put on little red lipstick as a finishing touch. We were five and six years old. So it, it was always part of everything that we did. Every Sundays, we go to the hair salon. Um, so it wasn't really that far off of what we grew up experiencing. Um, in my career, when I working for a lot of uh, beauty companies, I worked at Violet Gray and then had a stint at Nordstrom overseeing beauty, digital beauty strategy. I realized that, wow, like, what is our version of that? And really in being a yeah. student of the market and seeing that in the United States specifically, 60% of the cosmetics were purchased by women like us, multicultural women that, you know, it's tied to our beauty ideal. So I would come to my sister with these nuggets like, oh, my God, what about this? What about that? I feel like we need to start something. I'm just not 100% sure what. Um, and then after a lot of soul searching, we landed on beauty. Um, mm-hmm. It made the most sense is where I had experience. It's also a category that was changing. You know, then Fenty Beauty launched her beauty line, which with this whole I- inclusive shades, which changed the game. And it created a path for brands like us to exist. And it mirrored. It was complementary to our skill sets. You know, I'm a nerd. I'm a market person. I love data. And then Saida is the makeup artist by training. Um, you could speak to your experience, and then we merged our heads together, and then we we went along and called it Luna Magic. Yeah. So I, uh, with my background in broadcast journalism, and you know, having that investigative brain. I After that, I went to makeup school, and then I learned so much about the business. And then I told my sister, hey, I want to do something together, but I, I'm the type of person that it has to make sense with my passions. Like, I love to do passionate things. And the one thing that we were on the same page about was beauty. So then with my sister's experience and with my investigative experience... I was just like, yes, I love makeup. I love beauty. Let me see where are these factories. And I would just day and night investigate, Google my life away, calls, trying to find where are these manufacturers? How do we make makeup? Where are, you know, like all these little pieces that we needed to build a makeup brand. And, you know, it was really hard at the beginning because you overthink everything. 
you're overthinking everything. You're overthinking, oh my God, this brand has to look like this. It has to have this aesthetic. And we were so slow because everything had to be perfect that one day we went to a random dinner and a friend of a friend said, oh my God, you this sounds like a great idea. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> and we're like, huh? right. Just do it. And we're like, yes, we have all the resources. We've done all the research. We have everything. What is stopping us from just starting it? Doing it. And, and building and building and building and building. And the brand has evolved, but now it's cool because, you know, and it will keep evolving, right? So it's just yes. it's just interesting. And we remind ourselves when we're going through a decision, just remember her. Just, just do, do it. it. <laughs> like, and we've never seen her after that night. <laughs> it's true. We've never seen her. She just came into our life to, to say, say, just, just do, do it. Just do it. <laughs> I mean, I think you can also... You should go to Nike. Is it Nike, right? It has the sign. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you should collab with them. It'll be the perfect it's dream true. collab. <laughs> but yeah. it's so true. And, and I think that's what um, people forget is like, no one is ever ready. No one ever, you know, you can always wait another month. You can always make right. that. Just doing it is the beginning of, and I, you said it before, and it's really so important, the journey, right? It is a journey. Every year, there'll be up and down, there'll be highs and lows, but doing it is the most important, easiest, but sometimes not even easiest way to build to build something. And I think that's what you guys have done. And I would love to know how the name, like, why the name Luna Magic? I remember we were in New York because we're from New York and I, we were in a hotel and I told my sister, okay, you pick a word and I pick a word and then we're going to see if it matches. So she was, oh, I I'll talk about my word. I was like, well, yeah. my word is magic. My word is magic because I think that the people that change the world have to believe in some sort of creativity and magic to, you know, believe in people, believe it, that they like can create something that doesn't exist. So and the people that I'm inspired by, I have, in my opinion, have had some sense of magic to me. So I said, OK, we need the word magic in there. And my word was moon. Because I'm a very spiritual person and I was just thinking about the moon and how the moon affects us, us all. But then we we're like, moon magic? We're like, moon magic, really moon magic. sound like anything. It doesn't mm. tie back to our background, our culture. And then we're like, okay, what is moon in Spanish? Moon in Spanish is luna. luna. And we're like, oh, okay, luna magic. That's perfect. It's a play on words. Spanglish. It's Spanglish. It's a reflection of the generation of what we grew up in different, you know, it was just like, and we didn't even, and then we just, we were at dinner, we shook hands, like, quick, we shake hands, that's it. We can't change it. Exactly. <laughs> That's and, well, and you know because you decided on a name, but then we all know as founders. Then you have to go down the whole. Well, I even go. To, sometimes the first step is is the Instagram handle available. Then it goes in the right. website. Then it goes trademarks. And was it all good? Like you know, Luna Magic has been good for you trademark wise. Yeah. Well, well trademark yes, Luna trademark, Magic yes, but it was taken in um, Instagram. Instagram Luna Magic. <laughs> so we did Luna Magic Beauty. Um, Which is better honestly, actually. Which is actually better because it gave more of a description of what exactly we do. Exactly. Um, and then we, the website at first was Luna Magic Beauty, but then we're like, wait, let's just keep it Luna Magic. And it, they all lead to the same website. Um, but we were shocked that Luna Magic as, you know, we got the trademark. And it just sounds so, it just, everyone tells us that it sounds good to say. It's it like sounds Luna Magic. so good. No, no, no. Honestly, it's just, it's just like kind of, that's why I asked that question, because for me, it's like, surely someone would have trademarked and thought about that, but really no one did. And that's why I think it's good. You had Because why? Because you needed two minds to create it, and you did. Right. That, and that's amazing. Exactly. So, so, so good. And, I, you know, personally, obviously, having first discovered personally, um, you know, your brand via Shark Tank, I have to ask, um, how did that come to be? And what was the build up to that point? I have these dreams and then I, it's funny. And I call my sister and I'm like, I did this. So I was like, it was a Sunday and I was like, you know, we should have, we should apply to Shark Tank. And I went on abc.com and I applied. They call yeah. us back in 48 hours and they're like, oh my God. And we were like, wait, what? But it's, it's funny because it's a show that we've always watched and we've always were like, one day we'll be on Shark Tank. One day we'll be on Shark Tank. Um, and then it kind of like went on a roller coaster ride and we had such an amazing experience. Most people won't realize that it was in the middle of the pandemic. So, you know, we were like quarantined. It was a whole production to make sure that everything was super safe. 
Um, yeah. But it was an ex- a once in a lifetime experience. A lot of things that other people, pe- most people don't know is you can go through the, the rigorous due diligence, you can film, but it doesn't mean that you air. Exactly. So, yeah. exactly. So for us to, on our first go, apply, pass due diligence, you know, meet you meet the the, the, the sharks that same moment. The, the, when they say action, it's the first time that they know about us, and obviously we've seen them on television. And we only get one shot, one shot to nail that pitch. And we practice and practice and practice and practice and practice and practice and practice, and also making sure that the pitch we wanted. It's like we felt like it was telling the world we're here, we exist. This is Luna Magic. So there was a lot of thought on making sure that the pitch was authentic to our brand. Why we yes. opened it up like, hola tiburones, hi sharks, you know, that play on English and Spanish and and making it also fun and exciting. So for me, it was it was great. And the aftermath has been like everyone watches that show. I mean, 4.8 yeah. million people tuned in that night. So it's yeah. it's so funny. Like we walked we were in Venice and people were like, aren't you guys, weren't you guys in Shark Tank? And we're like, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of weird how your life changes overnight it, it you know? can never get old but i, I think yeah. the reason why it was so successful is because you guys had such an an infectious incredible energy but also um the brand shone through through that but also just the name and, the, and it was very different to what you see in shark tank usually right. um and yeah, I can even remember like the little like um, that little dance. Yeah, 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 I mean, I remember this because it was so iconic. But yeah, tell yeah, me. Mr. Wonderful said he that was the best opening he'd seen, the best pitch. Yeah, he's like, I now believe that that. Is pitch. you know, energy, excitement. I think authenticity, and you yeah. know, like you can tell that we were sisters, different but complementary. So I think everyone Oops. had a true. Well, when I, uh, one of my first interviews was with the Glow Recipe founders, mm-hmm. um, Sarah and Christine, and they were telling me how, you know, obviously they were saying the same thing, but it doesn't guarantee airing, even if you get the deal or not get the deal. But um, even if a deal is presented on the show, it doesn't always happen with the due diligence later or terms are not met. So um, with you guys, like, was, like, do you still have the deal or, did it, or can you disclose that? How was that? After we can't disclose the details because we were yeah. on we signed papers, pages, but, um, we did not move forward with the deal, and that was a personal business decision. Um, yeah. everyone was happy, you know, Barbara was incredible. We did get yeah. to meet her, and she was like, You guys can sell like socks for all I can, yeah. you know what I mean? That she, she was like very infectious energy, but where the business was and what we were looking for specifically, you know, we, you know, I think you gotta, you gotta give these people credit. They've seen businesses. I mean, they have tons of experience. They they know what they know. I'm actually personally, I'm personally happier, I think, because I I do believe like a, you know, (laughs) let's be crude about it. Like you've got the brand, incredible brand awareness from the show. And uh, that's honestly one of the best factors of it investment or not investment right. is it does open you up to a a whole multitude of different factors after it so i'm really happy your episode was aired because for me it was definitely one of the most iconic ones so exactly really and, the, and the great part is we walked away with so much feedback that we immediately yes. implemented so we walked away with like you know Lori said you need to put your faces in the packaging and we did that you know and yeah Barbara gave us some advice. That's how we found our warehouse staff. Like everyone was incredi- incredibly gracious to give us, you know, Different what I advice. call free yeah. advice, which I thought was amazing. If I can add is to tell entrepreneurs to just apply to Shark Tank. Just do it. Mm-hmm. We all think that um, making a million dollars in revenue, five million, five hundred thousand, whatever, and then I'm ready. No, you're never ready for Shark Tank. You're never ready. You're never going to feel ready. I think you should just apply to be on the show because it literally changes the before and after of your business. Correct. We, we actually had this soul searching moment. When we went on the show, our last year numbers were like $60,000 in sales. I remember saying, telling like, oh my God, are we too early? Are we going to look like dummies on television? But, you know, but not really because it was like, yeah, we've only been in two years in business, 60000 But next year we're making $1.1 million. So that, you know, that's what was like that. And good news yeah. is that we exceeded our, our targets from what we said on the show. But the that's whole point is. Amazing. Don't shortchange yourselves because, you you know, I think a show yeah. like Shark Tank is really about highlighting, highlighting American entrepreneurship. And yeah. m- many, many oftentimes they're actually betting on the entrepreneur more than the business. Exactly. And it does 
I'm sure it changes you because it's a, it's not the Absolutely. average, you know, experience. You have to prepare, A, you've got to be, you know, it is a show, meaning there are things you've got to understand like might be a bit harsher or in reality not actually true to the actual uh, founders or business just because it has to have some commercial sense of, you know, expect- reality show, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But all of that just makes you, you know, either reinforce your mission, understand, question things. It's just an amazing experience. So um, what were your kind of top, um, I think you mentioned for sure, like uh, um, like definitely can change a business before and after because people now recognize it, et cetera. But what are some other top takeaways from Shark Tank for you both? We, we know more than we thought we knew. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we are the experts of our business. There are things that we need to learn. We're still, you know, we're growing as human beings, but... No one knows your business but you. No one's in the day-to-day of your bit. It's almost like your teacher. When you have kids, I have a daughter. And my teacher knows her pretty well because she's with her 40 hours a week. But I know my kid very well because I see her in her most intimate space at home in the back. I see a lot of variations of my child. Mm. It's business. Like, we're in it. We're doing the grit. We're, we're grinding. And... You know, we had to learn on this journey not to take business advice personal, but trust your yes. gut and trust yourself. You know, everyone, it's, it's funny, like we have a mission of Luna Magic. And what I'm learning about that's becoming more difficult is how do we get other people to see what we're seeing? How do we get yeah. people to understand the point of view, not their idea of Luna Magic, but the, the source of inspiration of why we started it and how we want to build this brand, if that makes sense. So trust yourself, I Absolutely. guess. And, and you know, no, so you know true. more than you think you you do. Exactly. Yeah, I, give I yourself credit. Away. Yeah. I So I walked away, you know, Mr. Wonderful. He was like, who's doing your operations? Who's doing your supply? And I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. We're like, well, I thought we, that's why we were here. We were here for hell. <laughs> we're here for <laughs> So we realized, we're like, oh, my God, we're actually doing all the stuff that he's questioning right so okay i guess we know more than we, we think. think we know yeah and how exactly. did you get in contact to this buyer you know they kept asking all these questions and we were just like we just emailed them we just we, it was just we didn't realize how in a way being naive or being bold like finding the email of the walmart divisional president and emailing it and mm-hmm. see if it sticks Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You know what I mean? Like, just... <laughs> yep. I ha- but, you know, also in reality, I do think these kind of moments, whether it's Shark Tank or something similar, or even just going to investment or whatever, I do think it's a moment of reflection because when you're building a brand, you're just so go, go, go. For you, it's second nature to, like, find creative ways and kind of, you know, very entrepreneurial ways of doing things. But then these moments when you get asked the questions, you're like, oh, yeah, like, I mean, I just did that. It made sense. But right. I guess that's pretty good. I did that. Like, I didn't even think twice about that, you know, because you have to exactly. go, go, go. So it's good to remind ourselves in the journey because there is this constant, and especially when going these kind of experiences where, of course, it's going on in a hat, which is a bit more devil's advocate. Let's try to, like, mm-hmm. find the cracks in something. But that whole... um reflection is so important because you have to do it yourself as much in the journey because otherwise you'll just be a you'll just be comparing all your time you'll be always focusing on what you're not doing and what you have done and that is so important so um yeah making sure these experiences just remind you 
how good you guys are doing. And that's, that's, that's really one thing I'm feeling I'm getting from you guys, which is so good. Correct. I feel like this year we have been telling each other we have to stop and smell the roses. Mm-hmm. We've been so go, go, go these last three years that we're not taking anything in because we're on to the next, on to the next, the next challenge, the next. the next, you know. And this year we want to experience our success. We want to experience all the milestones that we're accomplishing it. It's like that Lady Gaga mm. meme. Um, bust, train, bust. That's yes. how we feel. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But to what Saida said, we we want to stop and smell, acknowledge. Like we had yes. a call this morning. We're like, did you know that this quarter we had our best quarter yet? And we were like, yay! yay! Congratulations! Amazing. You know what I mean? We got to go back to the computer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least we're at least we're doing that. Last year it was just I, I, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't matter if it's not like a a, a one week trip to Maldives right. to celebrate. It can be a little like okay, should we just get a cookie tonight and let's just go back to the office and right, take a five right, minute break. Right. But it's doing those moments. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I do think it is important um, to remind each other when, you know, you're both stressed as well as siblings and as founders to like, you know, empower each other to be like, you did that. Just take mm-hmm. a step and just, you know, give yourself a twirl and pat yourself on the back and be like, that's amazing, you know. Yeah, and that's what um, you have to do. Saida yeah. the other day I said, did you know that you're responsible for global product development and sourcing? She was like, oh. Do you know that you manage all of our suppliers are not in America? And she was like, I never really thought about it like that. It's like global operations. You know what I mean? Who knew? You have to cheerlead each other. You have to cheerlead each other because that's what's going to change everything. But I I do want to talk about um, the the products because the packaging is stunning, the colors um, and some of the names are just so super cool. So can you talk can you talk us through the current portfolio and then where they're distributed today? Okay, so we have our hero product, the pink primer. Um we have pink lash primer. Pink lash primer, sorry. No one yeah, I have to explain it. Pink lash primer, one of our top best sellers. We have lashes, we have um eyeshadow palettes, blush, lips. We like to say that we like we own the eye category. So anything that goes in around the eyes, that's what Luna Magic is known for. Um, we are distributed in over 2,500 stores, there Targets, the Walmarts, soon to be in, can I say it? Yes. CVS. Soon to be Amazing. in CVS. We're so excited for that partnership. Soon to be in Ulta. Super excited mm. for that partnership. We are just growing and growing and growing. And I told my sister, you need to stop saying yes. We're done with retail. Well, well, well we're, we're saying yes. We're just saying not yet in 2022. Yes for 2023. Exactly. 2023. We're I like, because you're growing so much. You're right. You yeah, have to you know, take a moment. This year, but we're taking yeah. slots for 2023. 2023. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Um, yes. No, because, yeah, it seems amazing, the growth. Yeah. So, so CVS will be, what, what do you know roughly? Because we'll air this episode um, a bit later. So I just want to make sure maybe it's already out by the time we air it. Do you know roughly the month it will be out? It's going to be in June. June. Okay, amazing. Well, hopefully, guys, if you're around, then okay. it'll be amazing. But, yeah, so, the, you know, what's interesting for us is our distribution strategy is based on we posit our brand to us is mastige, meaning we are, we want to make sure that we can offer our products to as many people as possible, simply because we know our customer, we know where she and they, he, she, he, they, where they shop. It's, you know, it's yep. a combination of mass stores like Target and, and Walmart and CVS, but it all, it's also like, a, you know, the, we bring the vibe, the color, the excitement, the quality that you don't really see in those channels. So, so that's mm-hmm. what's really important to us to making sure that we're offering something with a district with partners that have mass reach. When we started designing these products, we wanted to stand out. But to us, designing the products with bold colors was like natural. It was supernatural because that's how mm-hmm. we grew up. We grew up with our Latin culture, with a Caribbean culture. So we love bold colors. We didn't know that when we compared our products to other products that were out there, we just like pop. We're like, oh my God, we stand out so much. And that wasn't even the thought when we were designing these products. It just so happened that we're so vibrant and so bold and so 
powerful. Basically. And that's why when I came across Fable in Maine, I felt the synergies, right? Because you guys are rooted in Indian culture, but the yeah. textures, the, the the packaging, the iconography, like it's similar the in that the cold caps. It's similar in that vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. That like No, I really <laughs> see a synergy. Because why? Because our culture is Exactly. Have so much abundance of this. It's like it's, it's not even. Again, I don't even realize we're doing it till I get reminded. Right, exactly. I'm sure you guys are like, oh yeah, I guess that was second like, native oh, yeah. to us. Yeah, yeah. That's no. I mean, and truly, it's what I love the most is you really have a given a whole experience and the lunar magic, like magic, if I could say. But you've given an affordable price, which I know can hit you know, bottom line profit, et cetera. But I, that's where I love that is I feel like you're putting the customers first and you're making them have the best experience over your, you know, obviously it's good to make profit, but you could have right. made it a little, lot more expensive. And I love that you did it. Correct. So that's really Absolutely. Cool. Like that was a very, very uh, important topic. When we first started the company, we said, we are that girl. We know mm. we have $20, 20. and we go to the <laughs> store I mean, do we want to buy one thing or do we want to buy two? Right. We yeah. want to buy two things with $20. Yeah. Wouldn't it be yeah. nice if, you know, especially during the pandemic where these retailers became essential doors for us, it's like, it wouldn't it be wonderful. If she can walk out of there with her toilet paper, her cleaner and a Luna magic lipstick to uplift her during these trying times. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's so important. And I think, you, you know, you're able to do that. But have you guys got, um, I don't really like to say, I, um, I had a podcast guest the other day and, and he was saying, um, you know, don't say target because, you know, they're not targets. And I'm like, yeah, that's so true. I need to like rethink my, uh, my lingo. But uh, for this argument's sake, I will say, do you have like a, uh, an ideal or target demographic that you are hitting for Luna Magic? I think our core customer today is multicultural. Um, it's yes. funny because the customer is different based on the product type. And that to us is good news because it's telling us that we're building things that are that is fulfilling different beauty needs and beauty rituals. So, for example, our, yeah. our lashes, our lashes are more of a Latina, African-American customer, which makes complete sense to us because we were, you know, the fallsies and whatnot. This Vava Pink Lash Primer has taken off with like more of a mommy culture, uh, natural girl who just wants to amplify her lash on top of her favorite mascara. She's not really interested in like putting on the falsies. She's interested in more like accentuating her, her own routine. And that customer is now trying to skew more Caucasian. What I think is, and then there's a, there's a smaller customer base that does both. They prime their lash with this and then they stack on the, you know what I mean? So it's like for us, it's yeah. like, who are they? Beauty lovers age between 18 and I say 65. I know super scandalous because in our Latin culture, it's not over until it's over. Our 85 year old grandmother is still wearing makeup. For us, this is, this is multi-generational. Um, if I find a product I like, and we have this thing called chismosa culture, meaning we share things. There's a virality component to our in our community. Like word of mouth. Word of mouth. Like yeah. we trust each other's recommendations. So if I like it, I go home and I tell my aunties. My aunties will buy it. And if my yeah. aunties find something, they tell me about it. So there's mm-hmm. there's a sharing culture, which is the core demographic is 18 to 34. But we have been surprised to find customers on our website leaving reviews saying, Hey girls, I'm 65 years old and I still love to glam. Please love create it. some nude shades for me. <laughs> so don't be surprised if you see us on, on QVC next. Right. I imagine that. Honestly, but that, that's a, also a huge point you mentioned where it's like you can build a brand with a certain idea, right? But you don't actually have the real full idea till you build it because right. then that's where the true building happens, where you're listening, right? And when you listen to the customers, um, the fans, the people coming in that you didn't, you know, and you learn about them, you will surprise yourself most likely with realizing, wow, like actually I thought it would be for this, but it's for this. And that's, that's when you grow and that's when you make the magic, because mm-hmm. um, you are really, uh, I guess you could say, building something c- together with 
everyone, your, all your stakeholders are involved, whether exactly. it's your retail partners, your communities, your, you know, your consumers. And um, that's the, what I love about what you said is, is like, you know, you had a target audience, but now it's really, it's not over till it's over. And I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I do want to, I do want to also ask about, um, you know, going on your website, I saw this mentor magic. And I don't know if you can share a little bit about that, but um, uh, we'd love to know if you could share a little yeah, bit. Yeah, thank you for asking. So in this two year, this 2.5 years of wild ride, my sister and I spent a lot of time mentoring, coaching. One of the things that I love about when I met you and I, I wear your sweater, actually, I forgot to tell you someone when I was coming out of a din- of a brunch they asked to photograph the back of the sweater. No, collaboration no. well, I just sent one to Sarah. And I also will send you both um, these mugs yes. I've got as well. Yes. So you're going to get them. But that's so cool yeah. to hear. People like it. it. People like it. It is true. And and with Mentor Magic, w- women who are earlier stages in their companies would come to us like, how did you do this? How did you get Walmart or Target to put an interest in you? Even things yes. like, how do I create a GS1 barcode? There was all these questions around how did you guys achieve that? And we were having all these conversations with these people, you know, behind closed doors, if you say. Like, you know what? We need to find a way to formalize this. We want to open up our Rolodex and our resources to our community. The reality is it's a challenge for women in business, if you know, women of color in business to really find capital, to find resources, mentorship. So we were like, okay, how do we mentor magic? Oh, that sounds like it makes sense, right? We want to open the doors to mentorship and, 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 and create the magic and, and share the magic that we've had. Um, so now it's taken shape of two, uh, a two city tour symposium, if we will. And we have engaged interests of like Glossier who we actually, you know, we were one of their uh, black owned brands, part of their inaugural program, other beauty founders really coming together and opening up our world and our perspectives to women or entrepreneurs because there's a lot of men in the beauty space as well who would like to learn more about you know legal um accounting so we're actually listing an entire community like for example we had our attorney who's out there in new york we're like hey you know can you come and talk about you know ip 101 just have Mm. a session about it she was like of course because when we came to them and we told them that we incorporated the business via legal zoom i mean they like squealed (laughs) in their chairs they were like like don't ever do that again you know what I mean but the reality is we did it because at the beginning at the we didn't know and you know you're strapped for cash you want to make yeah. you know smart decisions so that is what Luna Magic excuse me Mentor Magic is about opening yep. the doors in real life having one day symposium in LA Los Angeles and New York City in New York this summer to really you know give give back our community the resource this will not be, you can do it, you can do it. No. no. It's going to be, this is step one, step two, step three. Follow these steps. Correct. And and, and honesty about the fatigue and what it, you know, some, some solo entrepreneurs may want to be honest with themselves and actually try to find a co-founder. You know what I mean? Just kind of demystifying all the myths of what we've learned, just to make it a little bit less lonely for everybody. Oh, I love that. Oh, I'm so excited. And I mean, you have to let me know the dates of, of when they happen, because if I'm around, I would love, love, love to attend. Yeah. Maybe you can um, chit-chat thank you, about that. No, exactly. Yeah, you can come yeah. and chit-chat because you guys have a really interesting, you know, Sephora distribution in the Middle East. I mean, yeah. I have all the questions about how are you running a, another another global operation? Well, we'll be in touch on that because that sounds amazing. So that's our... Uh, Love, love, love it. Um, and so, you know, before we kind of go into the fire round questions, I, I do want to know sort of how with the pandemic and how that's obviously shifted our businesses and, and also our personal routines, um, how do you both kind of like, I guess you could say, um, not structure, but yeah, structure your day to make sure you have rituals for success. So do you both have maybe, first, Ayera, you can share your rituals and then, Mabel, we can go to you. Well, my ritual is like, I'm pretty sure I'm like 99% of the world. I start with my morning coffee. Without my morning coffee, I am not alive. (laughs) Um, So I just start with my morning coffee. I go through my emails, through my um, news websites, and I just stay there, sit down in my house. I have to sit down one hour of me time before I go into the office. So that is my ritual in the morning. Once I'm in the office, work, 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 great. I like to get home before it gets dark. 
That's one yeah. thing about me. I'm like, I have to get to my house before it gets dark. I love daylight. So I get yeah. home and again, one hour of me time before I start my China shift. Because yeah. one thing people don't understand, yes, we have a nine to five, but then we have a second shift at night when we're tying up all the loose ends. So yeah. I do my one hour of me time before I start my um, China shift. And then I, before I go to sleep, I watch something that has to do with improving myself. I do not watch the news. I watch some type of documentary about self-help. I see a video about self, self-help, something that it's going to calm my brain down before I go yep. to sleep so I can have beautiful dreams. That's amazing. Oh, thank you for sharing that. It's really, really good. I'm sure many people also can relate, but I'm sure you've also inspired some new rituals there for people. So it's really good um, to hear. But I'm really curious now to hear what, if my verses are similar or is it different? So <laughs> tell me yours. Similar in that I need coffee every day. Different, yeah. I start my day with my daughter, which is actually very humbling yeah. because she has her own little yeah. routine. And so my first shift is mommy mode, getting out the door, being to school on yeah. time. My second shift is with my team. We have daily stand-ups where we go through business. We need to over-communicate because I'm realizing how much communication is crucial, especially as you're growing rapidly and as you're scaling yeah. a business across many different verticals. So, you know, checking with my team. Now my sister and I check in with each other first, check in with the team, go through my day. I'm a very a task rabbit. I go into the yeah. day saying these are the three things I need to accomplish by six. Yes. And then I just like work through my day. I can't, if I, if I don't accomplish and I have to work on this with balance, if I don't accomplish the things that I wanted to that day, like I take a, an hour off, I go to the gym, I pick up my kid from school and then I get back at it. You know, it's, it's a third shift, if you will, of like keeping the ball moving and, and get, keeping the team um, kind of productive. And then I have a guilty pleasure, you know, where she watches self-help i'm on tiktok or on instagram and reading all the like celebrity culture i just need to laugh at the end of the day. <laughs> and like sharing like it's random with my friends yeah i need to escape because it's like you know i feel like i'm a very serious person nine to five and i'm learning I, i try not to take myself serious 24 7 so i give my I, i'm trying to give myself like an hour or two a day where i just we laugh about me and my friend we laugh about like randomness like, you know what I mean? Just to keep things yep. like balanced. Oh, that's so good. Well, I think that well, I'm going to actually ask about guilty pleasures in a bit when it comes to fire run questions. But um, I have asked everyone the same kind of like desert island situations. I'm inviting you both to a founded beauty island, but I'm saying you can only bring one product with you. So, um, Sayera, what's your one go-to Luna Magic beauty product? Well, I'm going to say my, the lipstick that I'm wearing right now. No, um, I was going to say a lipstick. <laughs> the lipstick that I'm wearing right now, it's called Bonbong, and it's a beautiful pink, as you can yeah. see. Yeah, it's and stunning. I'm my lipstick. Nice, but you know, Mabel, it's good because you can share, right? That's the benefit of having siblings. So now you've got lipstick exactly. sorted. What else could so you bring? She'll be the pink one, and I, I, I love a red lip. That is like my classic staple beauty yeah. look, and we have a gostosa. And I would bring lipstick because even when you don't have foundation and you look a little off, mm-hmm. a lip, you know, you look like you're trying. <laughs> 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 I love that exactly and nothing especially well, you could also could you I guess could you multi-use your lipstick too right it could also be a little oh no, my god oh gosh yeah I'm so good as a blush as, as a, a blush. shoe eyeshadow you're right correct you yeah. see I got you I got you, you know that. <laughs> so fire round question first thing that comes to your mind um we'll go uh Mabel first and then Saira so I'll ask the question and you can both take turns. So the first Great. question is, Mabel, what's a beauty brand that you're currently loving? And apart from Fable and Main, because we all know you love Fable and Main. Right, we all know you love Fable and Main. Right now, I am really loving Skin Muse. They're a body care mm-hmm. brand. I use their divine body oil every single day. Um, she's championing like West African beauty ideals. Um, Beyonce even gave her like loves her body oil too. So if Beyonce's wearing it, I'm wearing it. I get you the know channel. Oh, 
gold cap, right? It's like super, exactly. it's a bit like a gold scrum, cap. Yeah, so I, I remember that. I, yeah. I love the brand. I love the founder. She's amazing. But more so, the product to me is like liquid gold. Nice. And Zaida? Ooh. Mm, right now, I am loving Glossier. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I love their lip balms, all their products, to be honest. All their products. I have them all. Oh, amazing. I mean, yeah, gloss, I mean, definitely, apart from just products, even their whole um, universe, of, like, it's, it, is, it is, a you know, definitely one of the kind of brands we all look up to as founders in terms of, um, yeah, experience, right, when it comes to that. Experience, it's incredible. yes. Um, second question, what, and I think we already know yours, Mabel, but you can, um, you know, reiterate okay. for us again, but what's a guilty pleasure of yours? <laughs> Gil? Oh, yeah. oh yeah, you said reality TV. Yeah, reality yeah. TV, memes. It's just, I sent my sister memes. Memes of little babies, TikTok, babies everything. being, being yeah. you know, like the, these, ten, there's one on pandemic, <laughs> on pandemic babies, I think is so hysterical. Oh. <laughs> Anything that makes me laugh. I love it. That's what I'm into. Love that. And Saida? I think I, I said it before, my self-help books, yes. my self-help videos. Um, right now, I'm into Steve Harvey a lot. You know, yeah. I have my rotation. I have my rotation. I do my Oprah time. I do nice. my Steve Harvey time. I do like a lot of people on rotation just to keep my energy. Keep and- it fresh. Yes, yeah. yes. I love that. So what are you um, currently watching or reading, Mabel? Reading, hmm, I'm not fun. I picked up a book on like finance and accounting. I know not, it's not my forte, but I'm like, I need to understand like the basics, you know, a balance sheet. Yeah. Um, for pleasure, what am I reading? Hmm. So that one, the finance and not, one. nothing fun. But I, I like reading a lot. Like my kid, she has these like Japanese graphic things. So I try to read Ooh. it with her and see how nice. I don't think I don't find it. I, it's, I'm just not the right age for it. <laughs> but I, I just do things with her, um, if that yeah. makes sense. So. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Not. And uh, Saida, reading or, or watching? What do you What do you currently? Well, reading. I'm a Kiplinger's girl. Um, mm-hmm. I know that's for like senior citizens <laughs> or for like retirement people, but I think it's mm-hmm. never too about finances. So by the time Absolutely. I get to retire, I know what to do with my life. Right. Exactly. And, and watching, um, let me see. I tried to watch Breaking Bad to see what was the big deal about. <laughs> I just can't. So I don't really watch a lot of TV. No, but that's, you know what? It's just, I mean, I'm envious because, uh, which means I don't really watch much too, but I, I like the fact that you both answered both like with reading as opposed to watching. So it just shows mm-hmm. you guys are more... You know, in the, especially we're also digital, digitally fatigued, right? So being on a screen, twenty four seven with our work, and then to be on another screen with watching, it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's important to break it up, and uh, yeah, take those moments. Um, another question is: What is your favorite social media platform right now? So, Mabel, I said it was TikTok. It's hysterical. Yeah, I love that TikTok. There's just a, it's just you know, short form. It's quick. It's funny. It's it's just a lot more less i feel like instagram is you know aesthetically it has to look beautiful but with tiktok you get to see a lot of personality range and it's wrong that's why i like it right now for me uh, tiktok is too much like it's simulation it's too much (laughs) simulation i can't keep up so i'll stay instagram Instagram, nice. I mean, yeah. To us, I'm, I'm, I ping pong between the both, so I feel, I, I'm, right. I'm resonating with both answers right now. Um, so, Mabel, do you have a favorite quote or a mantra that you kind of go by? Yes, it's the one, the Mara Angelou, where she says, "People will forget what, what is it? People will forget what you said. People will forget mm. what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel." Yes, it's a little. In the, I put my Mabel version of it, but it's like. You know, like I can read I think, it out yeah. for you now. I've, I've googled it. People will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But oh. people will never forget how you made them feel. Okay, so I said it right. Yeah. Okay, great. Exactly. You said so it perfectly. Like, you know, words and doing and whatever. But you know, at the end of the day, we're all deeply emotional creatures at our core. Even like the hardcore accountant has feelings. 
So, yes. and sometimes I think why, why we need to over communicate is sometimes people's feelings are tied to childhood trauma or to things that usually have nothing to do with you. So, you know, or, or you can't help how you may have the best intentions and share something with someone and they take it a certain kind of way. So I try, I try evolving to be mindful of, you know, maybe the things that I say and the things that I do and how that could make someone feel. Does that make sense? Because at the end of the day, love that. The feeling piece, I think, is what ties us all as ties us all as like human beings. Beautifully said, uh, and Saida. For me, um, I'm gonna get away from the norm, and I'm gonna quote something that I saw Jada Pinkett Smith say on her Instagram the other day, and it really stuck to me. She said, "A lot of people claim to be doing lying things Eek! <laughs> until it's time to do lying." things Love and that just stuck with me because I, as an entrepreneur we are freaking lions we are yeah every executing, day, every executing week. executing we're not talking about it we are being about it and mm. you know humanity there's a lot of talk but there are not a lot of doers so exactly. that quote really really hit me to the core correct and i'm gonna frame oh. it you should. I love that. And, you know, that, and again, you ended with that. And I think as a siblings duo, your quote together, if I may, would be just do it. You know, that is also so true. I was about to say that, yeah, we're together, we're just do it. Exactly. You're just, exactly. I love that. Oh, so, so many, I mean, yeah, so many nuggets there that people can definitely take away and be inspired by. So thank you for sharing those. And my last question is, um, so Mabel, if you weren't a beauty entrepreneur, what would you be doing right now? I would have been a curator. My, my, I went to actually Parsons to get my master's yeah. in history of decorative arts and design. That was my first intention. I wanted to write about decorative arts and travel the world and spend my time in museums. But then I realized, wait a minute, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. pay. You know, no. it, it's a labor of love. So exactly. the labor of love will come later in my life, but I would have probably yes. been a museum curator. I definitely, I, I've always been a my my career trajectory there was always yeah. an element of beauty and luxury attached to it like i like being inspired i like being around beautiful things i like dreaming about things so a museum curator would have been like you know it's a perfect balance between like my nerdy research side and like yeah physically holding objects because i need I'm, i need to like things to be tangible love that and saira hmm well, coming from broadcast journalism, <laughs> beauty entrepreneur, a housewife in between, uh, yeah. I think the next step for me would be to do something with helping. I really love helping, like, kids. I really like sponsoring kids, like, to go to school. I do that in Dominican Republic. I like yeah. to see, I like to help people and see um, them accomplish it. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, yeah. I'm going to donate money to save the children and you don't know where the money goes. I like to yeah. see, it. okay, I need help for this here. Here's the help. Accomplish yeah. it. So I think the next phase of my life, I'm working toward towards being a humanitarian full time. Um. Such beautiful answers. Thank you. I mean, you guys will do them both. And I just know, um, but at the same time, you'll be, you know, uh, doing Lunar Magic will just grow and grow. And I'm so excited to see how you guys are going to take over the world together as siblings. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for sharing your journey and your, um, all about your brand. And we'd love for you to, like, tell us all where we can find both on socials and on the websites, both yourselves and Lunar Magic. Yes, so you can find Luna Magic on lunamagic.com. Follow us on Instagram at lunamagicbeauty. You can also find us on at Walmart and Target. And on lunamagic.com, we have a store locator page. So you have three destinations. And thank you. This was such a lovely time. Thank you for understanding us as siblings. You know, some people don't get it. Yeah. No, I <laughs> get it. <laughs> I'm going to also put your both your um, all those links you said and I'll also put your both your personal Instagrams in the, in the summary so everyone can go give um, 
you're a follow because you have to follow this incredible sibling duo and especially someone who has a sibling founder. It's, it's not only uh, incredibly um, rewarding and tough and challenging at times, but it's super fun. And by following them, you'll be on that journey of just seeing how fun it is creating a brand together as siblings. So thank you so much. And I'll see you guys very soon. And I'll be coming to that mentor magic as well. So keep me thank updated. You, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for thank the beautiful you. energy. No, thank, thank you guys too. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Founded Beauty as much as I had making it. And if you did, please share it with a friend who you think will love it too. Founded Beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, the Acast app, and many more. And I'm also very proud to be part of the Acast Creator Network. So be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop. We really appreciate every single follow, listen, share, and review. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable Main goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops. everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosa 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O-L D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.